have you uh uh yeah have you uh heard about these uh new york red bulls it's uh 2021 season not going so well you know and and just losing games not being able to put the right players in the right places just no offensive no offensive production you know and you know a lot of people are saying is that the worst the worst part of it all is the the lack of spending if we think the lack of spending what do you think about that because i mean for me the worst part is the losing god getting tired of all this losing the lack of spending losing is the worst part it's ridiculous Getting, getting tired of all this lack of spending. Anyway. Episode 188 of View from 202. Uh, Brit, Peaches, Cork, Sam. Um... I'm not even gonna bother to ask how you guys are doing this time. I'm just gonna jump into myself personally because I don't. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I feel, I feel uh, relieved. You know, this so far this season in 2021, uh, you know, we had to sort of clean up and behave a little bit. Had to like learn a bit, a little bit of the tactics. You'd be like, oh, who is the Struber fella? Had to, to read all the tactical sips columns, talking about all these things. But now, now I can resume back to like my uh, doing my Matt Christman impression, just talking about the the zeitgeist and vibes of the era, dusting off all my um, you know Sopranos spoof scripts about uh, the uh, the Red Bulls, you know, talking about um, what sort of eldritch beasts Kevin Thelwell was making sacrifices to really just digging into the, the important core heart of this show. And, uh, really just, we were really lost for purpose for uh, a couple weeks. Yeah. Or a couple months, really for a second, we were like actually focused and, and analyzing things. Maybe we'll accidentally do it here, but, uh, here, let me just rustle my papers here. So one I've got one I've been working on. It was a shorter than usual, like pre-show tactical briefing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say, uh, so (laughs) you guys know in, uh, And, uh, you know, Soprano season six, right? You know, when mm-hmm. like Agent Harris, uh, without revealing too much, some, some big news comes in at the end. And uh, some FBI guy's like, oh, did you hear this thing happened that was related to the, the Jersey side of the family that was good for the Jersey side of the family? And he just reacts with that thinking about it. Yes, we got him. And the other FBI. Win this yeah, we're going to win this thing. The, the other guy, the other FBI guy, it's like, what the fuck? And he captures himself. And I've decided that that's, that's Officer Penso. I've been trying to think <laughs> of how do I reconcile my, my you know, uh, warm feelings towards Officer Penso. And I've decided he's Agent Harris. And, and he really just wants to win this thing with us. And has given up the life of, of being a spook to, to... Or he's really just working on the inside, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who um, Vin Mikazian... Is that something? Something that was the cop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who uh, he Skip, is yet. Skip Lapari was was Pussy's handler. That guy. Ooh, that's a good. Okay, we'll have to. The yeah. Yeah. But Vin McKayson, I have to think about that for a little bit. I'm sure he's somebody other. But anyway, I've reconciled my relationship with Officer Penso, which is the most important thing that's happened in the Red Bulls uh, universe this week. Uh, but 
How are you? How, we just lost to Chicago, zero to one at home. <laughs> we uh, also had another rain out against City. Thank, thank you for saying it was zero to one because that was pretty much like how that game was. It wasn't like anybody won that game. Yeah, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I'm a stickler. I feel like for the the well, a Chicago one. Right? I mean, okay. it, it, it was it was like I mean for the home versus away like order yeah. that you're supposed to do it. It zero was correct. One. Yeah, but also it's from just, just like, like a spiritual what perspective yeah uh but for me to the point yeah season season's uh season season's kind of over for me <laughs> it's uh kind of just like yeah all right well you know days out with the boys have some fun maybe pull off a banter result or two but for me i i uh if you listen shield to is gone shield is gone shield is, i don't know if we win out and <laughs> seattle lose and new england also lose i think we have a chance for the shield, yeah. Are we actually? Are we not mathematically eliminated yet? Somebody, somebody must be mathematically eliminated. It's Columbus, so probably, right? Yeah, or, or Toronto. Yeah, because. <laughs> um, yeah, but for me, I basically this has put me in 2019 territory was, a little bit. It was only two months ago that we were literally after that Orlando when they were literally saying like, "Oh, if we piece a couple things together. It's not crazy that we could." Yeah, jump into the shield race. And that was that was only two months last ago. last episode, like, two weeks two weeks ago yeah. when we beat Columbus. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, now we've got like a big fixture going against going up against City, and we could take them by surprise. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't say we we're definitely going to beat City. I think it was sort of fifty fifty if we played, but mm-hmm. I think like it was a high leverage game that could have been fun, yeah, and could have been a big statement. But once again, the uh, gods intervened and said, no, 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 not yet. Um, and then we come out flat again. So, so I think it's just, I've, I've committed to this year just sort of being fucked in, in general, like beyond soccer, beyond MLS. Yeah. I think there's also just a fucked air in the vibe or, or a vibe in the air as well. Like in, in world soccer, like, mm. you know, like Messi Ronaldo, and Ronaldo yeah. and Griezmann and like just Mbappe. like yeah it's just like who who cares who cares about like oh god it's just really now is the time of monsters go right? ahead and do the Super League yeah <laughs> like like you know the old the old world is dying but the new world is it ever gonna get born I don't know this this is this is the time of of things just being really wretched vibes on the the time on the sideline um and i think the thing that also subbed it up for me the last two weeks was when kamala harris when when doug's um mm. doug's Miss, wife Mrs. Doug Eibon, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. uh we haven't had a doug update in months either god we really lost our way the team was doing so well i know <laughs> um like she placed like a wreath at like some John McCain memorial in Vietnam or something <laughs> that was like actually a memorial to him getting shot getting down. Right? Yeah. But like, I feel like that is really just summed up like everything right, right now. Yeah. I think it was just like, like now it's like people just like putting a wreath on the monument and like, just not even acknowledging it. Just be like, no, 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 it's a good monument when we can all see it's not and just rolling with it. I'm like, okay, this kind of just feels like everything right now. We'll, 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 We'll just write it out. I think the yeah. most important takeaway, though, is that um, peaches. You can bring your uh, cup Agreed. back to the stadium. Yeah, Steaks free. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, just, I, th- just I think it's. I it. think it's been decided. Yeah. Okay. So I think. I think there's still some stakes left in the season. <laughs> oh, here <laughs> okay. we go. Congrats. Okay, peaches. I'm. The, I have a take. You. Here. You have brought in <laughs> a line of 
discussion. <laughs> I have a take here. Incredible. And, and this is, I think we're just, maybe we're spoiled with having uh, a consistently high-performing team where they're always competing for, you know, like top spots to maybe get a trophy in like the supporter shield or to try to get into like a champions league and those are you know those are intense battles and they require a lot of consecutive winning um at a time Mm -hmm. but now that we're mid-table you know they're just like less wins to go around and i'm reminded that in like relegation battles oftentimes you know in top flight leagues those clubs need to like string together a few wins, not necessarily like that's, like like win out, you know. That's to, like, true. You know, get out. So I think like you know maybe we're just th- there is there, and, and I th- I think like you you've said this before that there is like a mathematical possibility of this like if we go like at our current rate, of course not, but you know that to make playoffs is is much of a lesser like climb that or or like even maybe a competitive battle well not now maybe for us but um we still have a lot of games uh on the table we have games in hand and yeah i, st- I still don't think playoffs are out of the question yeah, 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 right, right, right. so, think- so i think like you know like maybe treating ourselves as a mid-table club and being like excited for a playoff push here like mm, towards the end at what cost though toward dignity. have we ever been excited about just a playoff yeah. push though no, 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 i mean like no, no, of, of all people right, i feel like right. we're the least but, excited but, about but that the biggest problem here is like we're also you know have this uh consecutive streak going second only to seattle right yeah so it becomes brought like very obvious that if we don't make playoffs it's an abject failure of a season i yeah okay so i think up until that last point I think everything you said is true. And what you last pointed isn't, I'm not saying it wrong yet, right. but I think but that's up for board. Debate, I think, but. I think this is why I, uh, earlier I mentioned, this is like, I'm in 2019 territory right now. And I didn't complete the thought, which is that in 2019, we still made playoffs and like, you know, we played that one game against Philly, but like everyone who was actually paying attention that season was, was kind of like dead already like the mm-hmm. hope and morale was gone even and like, people who weren't complete doomers like us. yeah like, it was like know, this team is like not just destined for anything yeah. So, yeah and like when and i think i've mentioned this several times this season like every mm-hmm. once in a while somebody tries to like post a pity party about like that philly game whenever we play philly <laughs> yeah. it's like what are you talking about <laughs> nobody remembers that game like it so reese buckmaster played that game. yeah it's like, like yeah. oh like josh sims scored a goal or yeah, something like, it's like fucking, dude like like the 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 only noteworthy thing about the game was that it was it was mildly funny that like it was such a big deal for Philly, but like not sufficiently so that you could ever like say that like when talking shit to Philly, you know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit on a yeah, bumper yeah. sticker. Uh, but um, I'm I'm that way kind of about this, right? Because like you're totally right. I actually don't think I, I suspect we'll still probably make playoffs, right? Like it it I mean we might not. <laughs> We have games in hand. Our goal differential is yeah. fine. Relative we might, we might not. But, 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 but like the might not part, it, it, I think is like yeah. it would. It, I will admit it will. It would be annoying to me that if this team that actually brought in a lot of players and does have you know evidence of a project and we've seen the Some players kind of play well, yeah. yeah. If this team breaks the playoff duck or thing and the 2019 team didn't or the 2020 team didn't in a weird season like that would be a little annoying to me i have to admit now but it's 2019 for me because if we make a playoffs run now like it's it's i'm not gonna feel uh substantial about it it's just gonna be like whatever it's just gonna be the trophy the trophy that we're playing for if we even make playoffs is is the ability to have 
kind of positive vibes and positive yes. momentum yes. Okay, and going the, into 2022 as opposed to like winning MLS Cup, which even if we did, I guess it would be hilarious, but fucking who cares? But like, I think that's, I mean, like, I think, like, you know, like, like the cup tournaments are kind of fake, you know, like Chelsea won Champions League last year, right? Um, but and, and it's like, I, I feel like that's an important... I don't think the Champions League is fake, like, pre-COVID, but yeah, go ahead. Like, well, yeah, okay, but, like, you know, like, they, they didn't really weird, do well yeah, in yeah. their league. Okay. Last Champions League was in 2010. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that's right. Right, of course. Um, the But the... Um, I think that's an important point, though, because, you know, if, if we keep going on with this season, uh, presumably, like... You know, it's a good thing that we have a lot of loans, seemingly, because we do we do not need to be committal on a lot of players. But as, as, you know, presumably, we're not going to have like an entirely new team next year. Yeah, and I've been talking not to the degree this year. Yeah, right. And I've been talking about like this season, like within the season, about like you know, like keeping mentality and vibes. You know, um, is strong. I think it's like an important team thing in general, um, and something that we need to carry. But like, if we're saying that twenty twenty two is the year. Even even now, like we need to carry that momentum into it, yeah. I think. And, and it's going to be very important for us to like get the players back on board somehow and activated before uh, before the new season, because, you know, like getting them from it's like the inertia thing, like getting them to move from a, a, a stationary point is going to be much more hard. Than yeah, getting yeah. them to move from a movie. And point. yeah, all good points. And I'll, I'll, I'll rein in I'll rein in my uh, flippance my flippancy here a little bit because yeah there are actually things still to talk about for 2022 and i think if anything the relief that i'm feeling that about like this season kind of just being fucked is some clarity that i think or giving myself permission to actually really start about start talking about 2022 in earnest right um because uh cork mentioned us talking about after the orlando game when the vibes are good and i would say even our last episode which was which would have been like you know uh, two matches goes two weeks ago in real time uh i think i was saying that like oh i think like a, an objective that we could set for this season kind of along the lines you're pointing to pages is like fourth or fifth and like really build something get some fitness back because we are getting more fit now reyes and nealis are fit uh gutman is fit in a way that has revealed that he might still be in the plans and has freed up Tolkien to play more in the midfield. That is some building coherence that is welcome. Build that up, translate that to fourth and fifth. This kind of, you know, gut punch loss again, I feel like has just indicated to me that the, the spirit and, and the morale and everything is um, just not that, that sort of project isn't going to happen. Now I do think like it is notable that um, we, we are not, we, we have never lost four nail five nail. We have not, we're not getting blown out of games. You know, the thing that Gutman said a couple of weeks ago saying that we're close is still technically true. It's annoying that he heads a ball into one of our defenders yeah. that caused this goal. It's, it's not, there's, there's, it's not an excuse for anything at all, but um, I think, I think it really just shows the knife's edge. I think that we were on for last season and then we, we fell the wrong way and we've continued falling the wrong way. And I think this far into our, Summer, I'm I'm beginning to get some distance to really distinguish different parts of our slide too, because I think I'm noticing that at the beginning of our summer slump, it was more the games against Philadelphia, Toronto, New England, where we were scoring goals a little bit more typically, like we were in the beginning of the season. The diamond was sort of functioning in a way that we were beginning to under uh, to recognize easily, but we had no defenders. Right, most acutely obvious in the New England game, 
right, where we shipped two goals in the last 10 minutes. But we did score two goals. We scored two quality goals in yeah. that game. Um, after that New England game was the Cincinnati game, right, which was the 0-0 draw at home where we were, like, weirdly deferent to Cincy. We did the empty bucket midfield instead of the diamond. It was too late when we switched back. We started, that was the first game I feel like that we started losing confidence in front of goal a little bit as well and trying to force things. Since that game, it has been more characteristic to me that we've been trying more of this box type midfield, more of this flatter type midfield, sometimes going with the diamond, going five at the back sometimes. And the problem has become much more that our strike pair has been left on an island where in the last couple of games in the Chicago game in particular, Just nobody joins them. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, um, understand even what the theory of like delivery is to them because like it's just so many like when Royer comes on a little bit it helps it helps a little bit better but like Fabio and Klimal I think both all of us on this podcast agree that they've showed quality in a lot of different times but I don't I I empathize with them right now because I don't understand what they're supposed to do either like they're doing they're making good runs they're but they're just being left on an island and no one is up there to support them, and maybe I'm at risk of reading too much into the post-New England Diara comment and kind of just things further back, but especially thinking about that third goal we gave up to New England where it was like a combination of Amro and Drew that like knocked the ball off each other and then Davis kind of gets caught, stuck in place. It seems to me maybe Schuber has focused on like the deeper part of the midfields and trying to work on fixing something there and the, the press triggers and so on and so forth and has left further up the field to wither on the vine a bit this year, which I'm, I'm skeptical whether, if, if, that's, if that's what he's doing, if that would actually yield a result leading into next year, you know? I think, I think, <laughs> I think, you, I think if you are subscribing to the notion that, like I, you know, have been like on here and in writing for a while now that he is being kind of flip about this year and planning for 2022 is that you do kind of want to shore up the deeper areas of the team first and, you know, shore up the defense and build a structure there first before everything else gets built out. And you're kind of seeing that this year to his credit. Um, you know, even, even when the defense has been a mess say how you personnel wise, how do you build without any materials? Right. I mean, <laughs> even, even with, with things being a mess in the back and having to, you know, have, have new personnel every single week, we've, we've generally held strong in the back and, and haven't, you know, um, come unraveled in any games and then have generally had that, you know, kind of spirit to, to be tough to play against. But as far as, you know, building out and then uh, adding more sophistication to what we do when we do get the ball. I think there's, you know, still a lot to be, you know, to come into place. And I think Struber's kind of conceding that in his, in his, a lot of his comments that, that a lot of that still has, you know, needs some time to come into place, you know, how much more time he'll get. We'll see. But, um, you know, um, I think, you know, like you just said, Britt, and like, you know, has kind of been touched on by a lot of people in recent weeks is that it's just been, you know, we hit these long balls to them. And I think it's, you know, a good point you just made, too, that like, you know, there doesn't seem to be any kind of uh, system or pattern to how they're getting these long balls or yeah. where they're supposed to be, what, what, what sort of runs they're supposed to be making that trigger them. Um, so that's kind of confusing. And then when they do get them, 
you know, there we whether it's because we don't have the personnel or whether the guys just aren't as motivated as they should be, you know, they're just not being joined in the attack by numbers. I mean, Carmona is maybe not as mobile of a 10, maybe not at this point in his career yet. Um, you know, we're seeing, uh, I mean, Caceres has been out, but even he's less of a kind of, yeah. you know, less of that sort of player. Um, and then, although he has been, you know, good at finding those opportunities when he was healthy earlier in the year. And then I guess, you know, Amaya and, and Yearwood being, you know, sort of in the doghouse has sort of affected it. And even when they're on the field, um, maybe they're, they're more tentative to, to make those plays. And then, um, Clark obviously has just been kind of a shadow of himself since the, you know, appendix. Yeah. Since I did that, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a more economical way to put it than appendicitis. Right, um, um, so, um, but yeah, he's, he's just hasn't had his mojo, um, through this whole summer slump and just, yeah. Um, I think maybe, you know, I think with Clark too, to elaborate on that, I think we're maybe seeing more of a revert to the mean from him just, you know, coming on the scene last year and just scoring bangers every week. I think that was, that was always destined to, to not um, be sustainable. And we're seeing that sort of, you know, even out now, but, um, but even his counter pressing has suffered well, a little I, bit. You know, yeah. So I, I like for me, all the players are just a little turned off right now. And, you know, it, it, this is like, with regard to whatever the plan might seem to be or with each other. Um, because frankly, every, uh, for the past, you know, month, at least there's just been absolutely no chemistry in the midfield. Yeah. And you know, passes aren't getting to players or they're going to the wrong feet sometimes, or they're just, you know, that's why it's confusing to me to see people saying online, that it's like, Oh, he's rolling out the same players every week. Like, we have a new mid. We have a different group of midfielders. Like, yeah, drastically different game. than it was like a month ago. Yeah. And but none of them can find each other, right. and none of them know which runs each other seem to be like wanting to make. And there's just there's nothing going on. The there. passes are behind. Guys. Right, the passes are behind guys, or they're to the wrong foot. And then once they get to the guy, like there's no pass forward because they already missed the run and they're offside. Mm. You know, it's like it's there's just like no chemistry right now. Clark is and not. I have to put that like on the coaching staff, right? Yeah, yeah. I, Clark is not well suited by these newer midfield looks, like either the the box thing. Or Can the we talk about that a little thing. bit more? Like yeah. just yeah. Uh, like the like have we abandoned the diamond concept yeah. completely? Like what happened to that? Well, I, I, that, that? That was like 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 low key like working with the you know with some people like when we had a healthier team. And it generally, I, seems I don't know why we we just like deviated so far from guys that. knew where the roles the, were. Even yeah. even worse that we're like kind of abandoning the diamond more and more and not just kind of trying to be us as much is that he seems to be switching to this you know flatter like bucket box midfield against like shitty teams and yep. saying like that we need to play that way to match the way they play it's just like no that's like, like that's, some chris yeah. armis shit sorry right. like yeah. we like yeah. that was like what we ridiculed armis for like yeah. constantly yeah and it's kind of frustrating but to feel yeah, like we're in the like same the flip spot side where he's overthinking it and instead mm. of like armis being like yeah well, it's yeah like but it's the same it's the yeah, same yeah, product yeah, exactly. <laughs> i mean like no, no, you're getting there in different you. ways it's like it's just like we yeah it, it gives me some hope for people yeah. who overthink because you know i'm an overthinker so i think like you could dial it back well that's part of why there can be a longer leash i mean if you're looking at the two it's like you there is a justification but for this being like, a longer a project of sunk cost here as well no matter what happens because well, look, yeah, yeah i think he's going to be here next year and I, I think that even the the more um reactionary like lowercase r reactionary and just just 
terms of being immediately upset by the losing people are seem to acknowledge he's gonna be fired yeah, yeah it should still be i mean god we brought in so many people it would feel like a waste but, to fire you know, him but I, I will I, say i think it would be legitimate ammo for those people if we didn't make the playoffs this year for them to say that yeah i mean i agree i agree about the the armist point because like it it um whereas like Armis, I feel like it, the thing that we complained about in 2019 was was like the attitude of like what winning is hard. You actually expect to win every week. <laughs> Whereas like Struber is like different though. It's it's like coming like I feel like he um maybe yeah like has too much respect in a different way. Where like he's he's not maybe as aware that like you know Cincinnati and Chicago are not. Uh, like Sheffield Wednesday or West Brom, or he's, like he's definitely not saying like Armas, where he's like, oh, they have great quality players. He's right, not really yeah. saying that. Agreed. He's kind of like, just like yeah. use. I feel like he's using these opponents a little bit more like traffic cones, even if he is playing down to them. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, whatever. I need to work on this thing where it's like, and he he might, it might be that he knows, but he just doesn't care a little bit that he like he should be. I feel like he could be a little bit more embarrassed by losing to Chicago. You know, right. like like I don't think he knows that like how much yeah. disrespect maybe he could be giving them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's frustrating on on that point, and it it my speculative theory that it it's hard to find a smoking gun for though is that yeah this like move to like deeper back in the midfield is he, he wants to workshop something back there. But Peaches, like you led the show off with, I, I do think that there is it's a weird um, if if it's a if it's a self aware move to like sacrifice some pragmatic wins and stuff in order to work on something, it's a weird move because I do think like the momentum in something is is not to be underrated. And when we were most excited about Struber coming in um, at the top of the season, we played the transfer fee run and like reading a lot of the reviews of his work elsewhere. Like one the thing that we we're perhaps most excited about was this sort of intangible factor where people are saying they love playing for him. They really will run through a wall through him. And it's not that that hasn't, ha I don't like, I don't think that the guys dislike him at all, but like, that was like the thing that was exciting was that that could be like the, the backup factor that would keep the momentum of yeah. the season going. And, and that just straight up has not happened this year. And mm -hmm. like, you can't have that happen. Like if you think that, you know, I, I, I don't, like if you think that Struber can't motivate people because of the way that this season's going and like how our body languages and our players, I don't I don't think anyone can convince a normal human being who's who, like out of this season in in terms of the yeah. luck that they've had that you know like oh like get it up like that, that that's ridiculous. And when I was talking about like distinguishing between our slump as well, I think there was also another factor where after say like the Philly game where we concede a goal late to drop two points at home. It was frustrating. And like, they had a talk on the field afterwards and kind of like a, a rally a little bit that like felt that that was pretty close to the Orlando game that felt pretty like, all right, we're still focused. And like, that was a slip, but we can get back. The Toronto game, I think is actually sort of similar in a way where like Toronto was actually on in, in their like, dead count bounce period where not only had they fired a manager, but it was like their second or third game back in Canada after mm. like 18 months. So they, they, the, they were like all, all, um, firing. And that was the thing where it's like, okay, we, we are still in it, but we can still win it. And then after the new England game, I think there was another, a little bit of a talk. And then since then, I think the juice has run out on that. But like at the beginning of that streak, I, I do, there was a sense that the team was still focused and like, okay, we're, we're going to like compete for the season. And that, that just, slowly ebbed away in in a way that um you know just didn't happen in in like 2017 for instance when yeah. we were kind of working on a new project but it's it's um 
I mean, I think it's made the discourse worse that it's been this kind of like gradual thing rather than something that's a little it's bit more. It's been apparent. weird, but I mean, I think there is. It's because because we've we've seen a lot of these players be good for us. I mean, like like Sam was saying, like we saw the proof of concept for the diamond. It wasn't perfect yet. Struber warned us that it wouldn't be perfect yet. Um, we saw the proof of concept. We haven't seen the proof of concept on how we're supposed to score in these other midfields, right? No. Like how how are we supposed to score in these other midfield looks? I don't know if we are. Like I think maybe we are supposed to be working on something further back the field and the games until then are incidental but to me it's like well you gotta you gotta like eventually when we're done with that you gotta play a full game across the whole pitch anyway so yeah. it's like you can't really isolate it like i i don't know but it's, also you can't just like forget about your forwards for you know like it's also frustrating to bring in guys like fabio and klimala who are like who are who are you know they're they've got striker mentality yeah. they're like they want to win now and it's frustrating to to have those guys be balling out earlier in the season and leave them on an island like that it, it is a is a bummer and i you know like i i i think it's unfortunate that i think this or like i would have thought that this is unfortunate that i think this now in the beginning of the season but it like i i feel like kate and clark coming out really just um that that moment for me is kind of like where um it felt like you know the the luck wouldn't turn for me. The 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 curse was yeah in, that, because yeah. that was like the most like incidental thing that like dramatically kind of affected the way we played for a couple. Yeah, weeks. and now we figured now it's it's it does seem actually in the last three weeks ish that maybe like the that Struber or someone on the team has made the decision to be a little bit more explicit in what's going on. Cause for a while, everyone was just sort of, Oh, you know, we need to work on fitness. And then one week, all of a sudden Struber came out and was like, okay, Drew is out by coach's decision. CCJ is actually has like a Copa America related thing. He's going to be out for this. And it felt much more explicit a little bit than before. And now it's, it's, I think more clear that CCJ has also apparently been low key injured apparently. But Thelwa had an interview at the half with Michelle Jingris that was, um, you know, a, a lot of what you expect. But it was sort of interesting that they talked oh, about... Oh, yeah, you watched this at home. Yeah, they yeah. talked about it, Caden Clark. And, um, you know, Thelwa said, like, oh, yeah, it was, like, he acknowledged that basically the, his debut with all the screamers was, like, crazy and exciting, but, you know, it, exceptional. Um, but he did mention, like, that they are talking about like getting goals back into his game, like working on that being something coming back in, which was interesting to me um, because all the goals he scored this year were sort of those rebound cleanup projects yeah. out of the diamond. Um, they're not like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't think that means like, Oh, we need to work on Caden Clark's shooting technique. No, no, no. I think he like the way to get Caden Clark to score more goals is to put him in a better position. Yeah. Where that that created those or to put, opportunities. You know, or to put the ball in better positions too. Because it yeah. just feels like we're playing very much in our half recently. It's also like Caden Clark is on loan until the end of the year. Um so a couple guys are are potentially not coming back this year. I mean, maybe we can start talking about 2022 in earnest, which also makes it sort of interesting to think about this idea that maybe Struber is just using this as a warm up because like there's not, 
if if Caden Clark's not going to be here in 2022, if Kyle Duncan's not going to be here in 2022, the literal game reps that they're getting won't really benefit us. But establishing a winning culture and attitude with those guys would extend even if they left. I think a little bit. It would it would hang over a yeah. little bit. Establishing a losing culture, getting in the habit of losing, might also hang over after they leave too. You know, I don't. It it, it interesting as, as of late. You know, once once Gutman was healthy and our center backs were healthy, we did see Tom Edwards come out as a right back instead of Kyle Duncan. Mm-hmm. We did see Tolkien play midfield and Gutman play again. So like was, maybe that's an indication. I was so of mad something. during this game about what. We saw Tom Edwards at right back, and fucking Chicago had more long throws than we did. Oh, yeah. Even Kyle Duncan had more long throws than Tom Edwards did. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Infuriating. But it's, um... No, I think that's an interesting point, though. And, and like, but to some extent, also, it's just, like, I don't know. Why should you care about this team if every, everything's just, like, temporary right now? Yeah. And yeah. also, I, I like... Personally, my recommendation to Red Bulls fans for 2021 is is don't so chill don't out don't worry about hang it. Out. Days out with the boys, just like have fun at the arena. Everything's a little fucked. There was a I apologize for bringing baseball in again, but I promise it's relevant. There was somebody did a survey this season of who the most stressed and least stressed baseball fans in the league are, and the most stressed fans of the league are Mets fans because particularly right now. Like the Mets have been teetering on the edge of being like, they're supposed to be good, but they're really injured, but really underperforming. And that's really frustrating the fuck out of them. And this was before the weird fiasco in the last two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, the least stressed leagues of the, uh, fan in the league are the Orioles, who just, they just fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. They came in in the year to be bad. They knew they were going to be bad. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go to our beautiful stadium and drink a beer or something. Maybe I'll get just to chilling. see the Yankees play when they come to town. Just chilling, you know? Like, I would recommend to any frustrated Red Bulls fans listening who might also be Mets fans that maybe maybe adopt the Orioles approach for the rest of the season. Like, look at some excited, like, look at John Tolkien play. Look at, look at Wickelman Carmona, Wiki Carmona play. Look at Fabio play. Like, get some exciting things about it. But, like, in terms of, like, notching, like, a, a, um, like, like in terms of like monitoring the playoff hunt and all that stuff and magic numbers, I, I wouldn't worry about that so much for this year, you know, if that makes sense. But it, it's... it's Also, it's not like... It's not like fans in MLS really trash talk us well. Which is like a, a way that's yeah, like... Which is a shame. I mean, that's something I started complaining about during yeah, the Yeah, but like, that's something you don't have to worry about. You know, if we suck. Like, you know... And well, the, the year, the, although, the, you know what? It might help if we if they were funnier, because then we could laugh at ourselves better. The league is is still giant. And I, I will mention, I, I want to bring up, at the beginning of this year, our preseason episode, we all thought we could start winning immediately. And I bring it up because, one, I don't want to hide away from thing, takes that we have, because I think everyone should try to make try to make takes and not just implicitly coyly suggest takes and then run away when somebody mm-hmm. tries to talk about takes to you. But um, the other, the other 
thing is that I think a lot of our premises of those takes are are still true, which is that this league fucking sucks. (laughs) Bruce is the only one who has his head on straight right now. (laughs) Presumably Seattle or something. I don't know. Who gives a shit out there? Bob is letting us down. That's that's another league. It's another country. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Bruce is the only one who who really cares and knows what he's doing. But, uh, you know, even like like a city, like it seemingly should not be dropping all these points that they still are. You know, like Philadelphia is still dropping points like this 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 year has um has been has been I think sort of a a, a weird bastard year uh in general that I do think that we miss an opportunity and maybe on earth two we score a goal late in Philly and Long doesn't get hurt and maybe on earth two we don't give up a weird freak third goal in New England that one time maybe we you know and so forth so on and so forth in Cascades right, I have, um... but I have a. I think that we are Earth two. We're all. Oh, Earth, that's Earth, funny. Earth one would. I be feel like that's one of the good results that we were all missing. Yeah. I guess that's a philosophical, deeper philosophical <laughs> question. But I mean, I guess more likely we're like actually on Earth four thousand eight, yeah. you know, eight hundred twenty-five or whatever. And um, yeah, with yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe it's a it's a good segue into talking about our, our aborted city game as well, because I think. Uh, I mean, we're getting used to this rainout experience a little bit. I have to admit, part of the we reason we made a protocol. Yeah, <laughs> we have yeah. a we have a we have a section where we meet uh, in case of emergency. We all have our emergency packs all ready. To oh, we have go. a go bag. Yeah, we have a go bag. How does have how does go bags uh, mesh with uh, no bags? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really really you work. Have, you, know, like you know, I forgot we actually got Quirk. You weren't here for this, but we we got yelled at by like the operations team because like we're we're slowly making our way over to the stadium once it started raining and we saw that the boulevard was still set up um and i guess they all just abandoned it when it was lightning nice. and the <laughs> yeah. balls were still out there so we yeah. started all kicking the balls around a little bit we started doing the skills challenge yeah we were, do, we were doing it we we're doing <laughs> the correct moves or the correct things we we're trying to knock it in the buckets and then like the ops person eventually showed up and like wasn't like hey guys sorry she was like you guys leave now or i'm calling security we're like, geez, okay. So this this um, city rain delay, I think, kind of gets to this question of just like going out, like trying to go out and enjoy the games, and and the difference I think maybe between like attending Red Bulls games in person and then maybe some of the chatter that's not in person. Because um, in a way, there's something really remarkable to me about the fact that so many people stuck through that insane rain for so long <sighs> kept up good spirits. And then like when the warm out warm ups started, we were and the, the players came of, out, we were on the verge of like an iconic game. It, it was, it like, was like one of the most the, unique, the energy in that stadium was just like, it was incredible. Just uncontainable. Yeah. Yeah. And to my knowledge, and then we were gonna go up to two hundred two, but we no, called I, just, like, I looked into the supporter section. I was like, no, oh, let's, let's let's look. And then it, it's not like the way that the stadium lights the rain. Also, is just yeah. like very romantic, and it's like it, it feels like you know, like a, a real derby game in the rain. Like it's funny too, because because the way it lights it is that. Like when we walked in the arena, for instance, mm-hmm. and we had just been out and it had been sort of sprinkling, not too hard, but hard enough where we wanted to go inside. 
and we immediately saw the field, the light actually makes the rain look a lot harder than it was. Right. And then throughout the night, then and when we finally got into our seats or, or the 101 eventually, it kind of looked sim- similar. And I was like, okay, well, it's it's still kind of like you know raining. And then when we left the arena, I was like, oh no, shit, it's been it's been pissing rain yeah. for like hours actually. <laughs> and then when we were kicking the balls around, I was like, oh okay, it is it is it is yeah. wet. They out can't there. move the ball. Yeah, yeah. which. They should have played in it. I have to simultaneously. I have to simultaneously <laughs> acknowledge that in many ways the refs were not wrong. That it was unplayable in a uh, sense, but they should. They should have played. They it. Have played. They, that yeah. If, if they we had, played. if we had played that game, it would it would have been an instant classic. Yeah. It would have yeah. been like honest. Like I the hurricane game. Per- personally, I think we would have won. But even if somehow we lost, it still would have been an instant classic yeah. it would have it would have been incredible if kickoff happened that night though i like you could tell it was there was the it boys was, had like the 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 posture i think i think coming out of the tunnel like the players were like what holy shit yeah. like this is like this, this is, is insane this is, this is insane yeah i have had a dream about doing this yeah. like we've I, played games in similarly shitty conditions though like which is i think part of the frustrating the part DC game. but yeah. the, the dc away right. game at rfk in like 2016 we were there for that that was when we went to that yeah. you drove us back in yeah. that like monsoon rain and there were just like puddles on the field where the ball just got stuck in it during the game yeah and, this one, this time, well, one, our field is like so much better than RFK. So, so the fact that it was like that, even despite having professional, oh, I agree. It's like holy shit. But yeah. I, but I bet it's still yeah. it was still more playable yeah. than RFK. Well, well Ooh, I don't know. We, we drove back from that game too. Yeah, yeah I know. The drive back it, yeah. was a bit. It was a bit. Yeah. Uh, is a bit of a honestly we, we, we saw that city fan disappear yeah. <laughs> just walk into the water yeah it was, it was crazy to how like every time we turned in newark it was just like another flood is your car okay yeah it's fine okay we we could we could have just taken the path i guess but we were more comfy i guess i mean like, we committed I, 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 think. I had to drive back anyway so it's not like yeah you know. we committed to we were there to for solidarity Brid- bridge and tunnel yeah uh it, look if i needed someone to push you guys were there so that's true. true. I really, I, there was a moment. So we, we, after many like false starts, like just trying to find an on-ramp onto the skyway, like we eventually went down one that like we turned a corner and it was like a one-way ramp and it looked like it was going to be fine. Some cars were going one way and turning around that looked kind of scary. There, there, we, there was like a line of cars that were going the wrong way. way yeah. the armor. We were like, what the fuck is this? Like, That's, like, and so we went, we went the other way which was the way we were supposed to go anyway. We're like, okay, it's going to be fine. And then we get around the corner and see that that is also flooded. And it's, it's like full on freeway ramp at this time where like you either got to go like reverse up the freeway or nothing. And there was, there was a second there where I was like, oh, we, we might just sit in the car for hours. Like that might just have to be the move for this. But eventually there was a car in front of us that just stopped. stopped. Yeah. And then somebody behind, like all the, you know, big, tall cars uh, got out. And then there was some like 50 year old guy in a city jersey. He just started walking through the water. It's like, it's like knee high and he's wading through it. And he didn't even seem like he like said one or two things to the person in the car, but like didn't seem to otherwise, he seemed to just be hanging out. Otherwise. Yeah, did we ever see him walk back he to his car? No. He no, we like did not see him. Yeah, <laughs> and we eventually drove through. Yeah, following we, we... in the wake of like this van, uh, like a like a moving 
style moving van like a type white thing. Van, yeah. yeah. That the van, I think, just decided to bail eventually when it got through and it just went on to the like median yeah. afterwards interest was like fuck this for some reason and since it was water we couldn't you couldn't see the the lane so you're just kind of instinctively following the guy then we ended up being like in a gutter yeah for like in like the marsh really like, yeah right we're in the mud i was in the back seat and i was thinking okay so like maybe I'll, I'll i'll just have to get out and get a little knee deep and help push the car a little bit but then i was like wait if i open the door right now i think water is going is to enter the car out. But we made it. We 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 got out. Uh, no damage at all. Um, I was actually shocked how dry Lower Manhattan was when we got there. <laughs> Just yeah. it, it stopped on the Hudson River. It's insane. <laughs> it was pretty wild. But we still we still we survived the hurricane together. Yeah, as a podcast. Well, it's because the hurricane didn't even didn't even hit us. Such. <laughs> oh, um. Okay, so the Miami game. Like all night looking at the weather, you could like for a couple hours you were like, uh, okay, this is probably not happening. But it was you know you kind of just kind of just powered through. Out, see what for happens. this one, really every hour it said it was going to stop in like thirty minutes. Yeah, exactly. And then just updated every five minutes to be like, no, sorry, it's five minutes longer. It was it was really annoying, and it's also annoying that nobody that they couldn't send like the fourth official out to like touch the field yeah. like an hour in. Yeah. And, you know? and so on. And the result was unlike the Miami game, which leaving was relatively fine. Yeah. For this one, you were, we were spit out into Jersey in like the, the worst thick of the storm. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> we, we had to like relay through the, through the group chat. If like, we played the New York city FC game at a regular time where we played New York city FC, we would have gotten away with yeah. it. Yeah. MLS really needs to just, have like a two or three hour cutoff where like yeah. if it's delayed for two hours that's it it's just a different right. day yeah so you have to I, I would have to imagine they're they're gonna like that's gonna come up it's probably came up in the all-star game like just last this just week happened, this just happened that, in formula one this week so in in the belgium grand prix there uh essentially there was so much rain that they couldn't race um and they eventually made it out so like the safety car led two laps so they can qualify it as like half points for everyone but, you know, the fans aren't going to get refunded for, for doing stuff like or going out there. And I think the policy for them is like if the race starts, it's two hours from there. But they set a start point that's four hours long uh, that they can start it between. Jeez. But, you know, like this is like this is not just an MLS problem. This is like clearly happening. I, I think I think after this, MLS will probably have to have, like put in some kind of protocol like that officially. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think like this kind of severe weather has happened this yeah. often. And, you know, like it's going to keep happening. You know, right. So, yeah. But I guess my my. I don't know, optimistic uh, take encouraging take on this is that like you, you had like 10,000 people maybe even 15,000 yeah. people stick out and were just like fucking pumped to see their teams play each other and I think to a degree that was true about Miami and I think coming out of the pandemic like I think people just want to see their boys fucking play mm -hmm. and they actually they like going to games Look, New York City FC joined this league six years ago, threatened to, you know, like displace us, yada, yada, yada. That hasn't happened. That's not that's not really going to happen. Mm. Red Bull New York's here to stay. You know, we're we're we're. The season has been a disappointment, but like, guess yeah, what? I forgot who said it, but NYCFC is like literally anti RBNY. Yeah, the whole the whole idea is like is like being not us like identity wise and like but proof like, of concept has shown that it's not a proof of yeah. concept but yeah every year every time we go to the game 
this year there's been a feeling of like damn who are all you people right. <laughs> like the guess people people like the red bulls believe it or not like people go to the games like we've been mm. losing but like people went to the miami game because everyone was like yeah let's like beat some guys people showed up to this game like a bunch there's like so many families wandering around the the concourse like that were like half and half like red bulls like city things like without going full christmas true sentimental like i don't think there were any fights that broke out or anything people just people are just trying to grill for god's sakes right they're just trying to watch the soccer so i think in a weird way like it was very touching i think moving to me to see like so many people just like want to watch this i got very emotional uh, during the warm-ups because i was just like watching everyone in the stadium and thinking like yeah these guys are all like it was goosebumps territory it would it would have i i cannot fault the refs at the end of the day because it probably was a dangerous playing surface technically but like if ever there was any time to like you know like actually i actually i think i wish that i wish that the rain had just stopped a little bit earlier and i wish that we if we had gone out for warm-ups like 30 minutes earlier we might have been able to go through and it might have not been a uh un- unviable because also it would just been fascinating to see professional players respond to not being able to kick the ball more than two feet on the ground yeah it would have been fascinating yeah it would have been we were like clearly in the warm-ups we were clearly getting ready for it like they were doing volleys and oh they could not do the warm-ups in a typical way right yeah and they were like practicing for that too so it was like yeah, they had to like volley it up. Basically, it would have been like an enormous head tennis game. Yeah, and I think Fabio and Caden Clark would have scored four goals each. <laughs> Clearly, and also like Maxi Morales would have just given up and not played at a certain point. Like, what was Maxi yeah. Morales gonna do on, yeah. on that game? Fucking nothing. His legs just he, move underneath. He him was and just like dig a hole. He was just gonna run around and try to trip people. Would have been the most. <laughs> yeah. Most, and then actually would have been a great game though because you would have been like. Ref, I didn't trip him. He just slipped. Everyone's look, slipping. Look at that giant divot, ref. That was... yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been worth turning the, the pitch into mud for months anyway. But it also could have been like, you know, a pick me up for the rest of the season. So I don't know, man. It was it was it was a unique experience. Wasn't wasn't like the, the rainfall that day, like the most rainfall in an hour that they've recorded in, in like Central time. Park somewhere. Yeah. It was like there. almost two. It was it was a. Uh, it was Gulf Coast-esque. It was like straight up Gulf Coast weather. It was wild. Did you feel at home? I did. Because like that, that, that kind of um, like freeway flooding happens in Houston all the time. But like it's just, I don't know. There's more ways to like get off of the freeway. Are you saying it's built differently? Yeah, not necessarily in a good way. It's not necessarily a good thing, but like, yeah, it's it's not me. I'm yeah. built different. Sorry, I'm just built different. But also, like the the intense bands of rain with thunder that go in and go out, like is is, is I mean, all across like Florida is the same way. Um, in fact, it's weird that it didn't blow through quicker. But um, anyway, I I think that it was a not ideal experience by any means. Of course, I mean honestly, if you didn't. If you didn't like it, I'm not telling you had to like it. But in terms of it do- spelling any sort of doom or bad signs for soccer in New York, I think you're just dead fucking wrong. I think the fact that there's like 12,000, 15,000 people there who were just so devoted and wanted to see their soccer teams play. <laughs> Sat there for three hours. Is, is yeah. the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> and yeah. Um, Even giving credit to the, uh, like the other fans who, who had to stay too. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure if you were sitting on the away end, it also sounded incredible. To yeah. be honest, yeah, and and so 
<laughs> Wait, they had to stay in the section the whole time, or did they like? They eventually. At, at first, point, at first they did. Yeah, right. Okay. I think they had to set up like some sort of pen or something, but you know, um, you know, I. So I think for the rest of the season, just have fun. Just go to the games. You dry, apparently we're gonna play them twice in three days coming up it just got confirmed for a september thing which can mm -hmm. makes it easier for me to decide i think i'll just go to our home game and not our away game because mm. i don't really want to bother with yankee stadium i'm a sucker no, I, I don't know but i'll see although do i want to go to yankee stadium no not. you don't i don't no. mind yeah. <laughs> get a um, chicken yeah. bucket i mean as a yankees it's, it's, fan it, you know I, well yeah it's I've, whatever. i literally live like 20 minutes away i live like four train stops out so i don't really have too much of an excuse although if the yeah. yankees get yet ran, rained out one more time they might have to they might have to put it to rba again they should just yeah. have a they should have a double header baseball style but just a soccer game we've played played so that would be two awesome. 90 minute Split games yeah. Yeah. yeah but that'd be a lot of fun actually <laughs> um so question who who are we playing next oh, we're playing DC. we're playing our real rivals oh, okay <laughs> you know what i bet we'll win for some reason i we're am playing... the oldest man on the podcast <laughs> congratulations <laughs> this is um this is a way finally right like no. we're done with our home oh, this is a home it's again a home I'm, yeah. like, we... I'm almost tired of going to harrison now we haven't yeah. we haven't played we haven't played... Uh, we get a week off. And then. We haven't played DC at home yet. Oh, oh it's God. the 9-11 game. Yeah. Gosh, terrible. Terrible. Jesus. Is it, is it, don't laugh at 9-11. But... Uh, no, I, I said, like, because we're playing DC. And, like, I know. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to do a clumsy norm bit again. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, like, like, you know, it's been 20 years since 9-11. You know, like statistically at this point, we gotta like give one of the TFOs to the Building Seven people, right? <laughs> <laughs> like representatively. Well, we haven't done a Flight Ninety Three TFO yet either. We should play Philly one year, so we or or I don't know, Harrisburg City Islanders one year, so we can have a Flight Ninety Three TFO. Um, yeah, that's an excellent point, you know? You know, like, I'm sure there are enough people, like, that constitute, like, 5% at this point. Yeah. You know? The, um... You know, we could put, we could just take matters into our own hands and sit <laughs> in the section <laughs> <A two -pole. laughs> next to it, and and they're gonna just you know drop the twin towers, you know, TFO again. Mm. I'm sure, you know, or whatever they do, yeah. yeah, like that, and then we just have building seven next in the distance, seven, yeah, yeah, two pole, just, and, right yeah, in, in two o two, honestly, we just go offset <laughs> a little bit. I think it would. That'll be the new section theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody wasn't was it uh was it Alec Baldwin who like recently was talking about building seven? Oh yeah, he he got in he got in some like someone's replies saying like I mean yeah I mean you, they're they're real questions worth asking like where does what is a but it, like Alec Baldwin doesn't have like his own Twitter account it's always his it's him and his <laughs> wife's foundation that he uses to like go, go on rants and like shit like oh yeah that. his 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 wife's foundation is like is like you know uh an official <laughs> representative of like corona football club right because like as a native spaniard right yeah. like she's she's the jefe de año of uh of mls it'd be like it'd be like if i used once a metro to like you know go and you know post about fucking 
Yeah. Oh, oh, can there I not? There will be blood and shit. I mean, I can if I wanted, but I don't. I have to delete like, some some yeah. scheduled tweets. I <laughs> yeah. apologize. Um, but I, I uh, look, maybe I still think... The, the funny thing about this season is that I think on any day, we, we can still beat anybody. It's just clear that we shouldn't expect it anymore. Like, I'm right. going to return to the Ross thing he said earlier this season in a column or something that like, you know, the Red Bulls have proven that like, you know, they, they'll win the games they should, but are they going to win the games that are a stretch remains to be seen. Since he said that it is no longer true that we will reliably win the games we should. <laughs> but like, as we've seen in games like the Orlando game, like we've seen things click. I think, and, and I guess tying back to the point of, of trying to be optimistic about the crowds at RBA and stuff. Like, I think a lot of the disconnect and the disappointment in the season is that like a lot of people who have actually been watching understand that all these guys have looked good. You know, like there, mm-hmm. there's, there's something cooking here. It's just for some reason there's, there's a lack of focus or something to make it all stick together. So I think DC is a, is a decent squad. Their new manager seems decent to have a good head on his shoulders. Uh, I've just played them a bunch apparently. Oh yeah. And, 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 uh scrimmages i i would i think we can beat them i think the only way that we will reliably beat them though is if we if we go out there with a plan to actually connect our strikers to our midfield um i i otherwise i don't i don't think it'll happen um or maybe we'll get a draw but um my question to struber i guess right now and and thawel is right is like is is what is going on with that is is that a feature or a bug? Because I, I don't know if it's if he does think that we should still be able to score, or if he approaches that like yeah, he acknowledges he's making a trade off, but it's worth whatever he's working on. I would like to to see us come out in the diamond again um, and actually get that same kind of dynamic of Fabio and or Klimala making those runs and dragging guys across and creating chances for someone like Caden Clark or CCJ, even if they're not fit or whatever. I am optimistic still that we can win any game we play, even against New England, if we do that. But I would never bet on it for the remainder of the season. So I think it's possible, if you want to go to a Red Bulls game for the rest of the year, that you could still see the team win. But I'm not going to put put my my uh, mental health on the line for it. I'm, I'm no. going gonna, gonna to w- w- think about other things other than that. But yeah. What, when are we playing? What do you guys think about this DC game? When, when, when are we playing it? How, is you, how are you approaching it? Is it Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, it's Saturday. Yeah, cool. uh, T Saturdays, right, from now. So. Oh, we finally have an international break. Right, yeah, right. it's not for two weeks. Nice. This is kind of, like, we have kind of gotten good timing with these delayed games in terms Lucas of... Lucas Monzon might be here. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're getting Monzon. Um, guys are getting healthier again, so... In this final stretch, we should have, like, more or less a full roster, right? Yes. So. That's my other viewer's guide note. The remainder of the season, watch John Tolkien, watch Lucas Monzon, watch Wiki Carmona, because I think those are, are definitely the strong points for 2022 so far, where, like, those have been the good outcomes that have come from this season. I would also love it if we signed Tom Edwards permanently. That would put, that would count in that column for me as well. So, mm-hmm. although you know, I think um, I think there's a lot of rawness about Wiki that might, yeah, you know, like you have to get over that. Also, if since since I've since I've committed and have made peace with the results being not great this year, 
I wouldn't mind seeing some more Omir rotation. If nothing else, so we can figure out about more, more about him. Because what, he's 23, 24 by now, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So let's, uh, let's get him some more minutes, see if Struber can get more of a judgment on how he might want to use him, and then we can make a more informed decision going forward, you know? I mean, when he was subbing in, he was subbing in for the, the 10 roll, right? Yeah, and I thought he, there were several times I thought he looked he looked uh, Which, like, interesting. You know, it seems like uh, we're talking about in terms of like we need that's what we need. Yeah, people yeah. from the midfield to the the forwards. Yeah, is, uh, in general, it's uh, you know appropriately for for DC game coming up. This is going to be kind of a season for Red Bulls where you might want to you know if you if you have a firearm sitting next to you and you're wearing, <laughs> and you're wearing some cargo shorts. Um, you know, two and two might come together. <laughs> it, I, I, yeah, I think creating more of those photos, and also, uh, if we make playoffs and we end City's season, just tremendous mm. banter as well. Like, let's let's hold on to that. Yeah, that's my new goal for the season. Is yeah, you know, and somehow City. knocking City out or something that'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. It'd be great. Well. Uh, there's your oh, you guys remember moment of Zen at the end of the Daily Show? Yeah. There's your moment of Zen. I've never really understood what the actual like joke was. Right. So perfect for this. There's your moment of Zen. Till two weeks from now, I guess. But. Thank you.